0: The scripture finishes the book of James beginning with the fifth, on fifth chapter, verse 13. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be helped. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us and he prayed fervently that it might not rain and for three years and six months It did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth yielded its harvest. But brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, early in our marriage, Richard and I discovered something that has, con- well, doesn't continue anymore, but we discovered that we had to allow 30 minutes from the time we said we were leaving until we actually got in the car and went down the lane. It did not matter if we had spent two hours eating lunch with my parents, or two days for the weekend, or two weeks on vacation, it still took us 30 minutes for us to say goodbye to my parents and leave. The goodbyes consisted of my mother as we got to the door go! oh, I forgot I wanted to send the pie, the apple pie that Richard so dearly loved. I wanted to send it with you all. So she'd go trot off to the kitchen. And while she was in the kitchen, my father would go, you know, I've been meaning to tell you, but my brother's not doing very well and he may have to have surgery. And then my mom would come back and give the pie to my, to my husband, Richard. And then she would go, Kathy, You can't leave without seeing the doll I'm working on, all the clothes I'm making for it. And so we'd have to go into her sewing room and see all these cute little clothes that she was making for the doll. And then as we were walking back to the door, she'd go, oh, I almost forgot to tell you, I'm having rotator cuff surgery next week. (sighs) We would hear these important topics after we'd been there for hours but it had to be at the very end. It's, they would not discuss it at the dinner table, only as we were walking out the door. Maybe my parents were following the example of Jesus. Um, When he said goodbye to his disciples before he was ascended into heaven, he gave them the great commission Remember those words from Matthew 28? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I will be with you until always to the end of the age. Now, think about this. He had spent a whole evening with them, it's been a while, but he, they had spent lounging around for a meagle. Don't you think that would have been a really good time to, to have told them the Great Commission that this is what they were supposed to do instead of right before he's gone? They probably had questions. Why could, now they couldn't ask him questions. I don't know. Likewise, the writer of James waits until the fifth chapter to talk about prayer, and to me, prayer is one of the most important things that we do. I chuckled when David asked me to preach today because he had just quipped last week. He goes, you know, you pastoral care people pray a lot. Well, it's true. We do. I pray with people that I visit in the hospital, and so does the Um, congregational care team when they go visit anyone. But I've also begun to pray as I am getting off of Highway 169 and trying to enter on to the Broken Arrow Expressway. I first prayed for me to get onto the BA without incident, and I thought, well, that's kind of selfish. So I started praying for all who were driving on the BA and those that were riding in the cars. There is a reason why I have a pray sticker on the back of my car. It's because I want everybody to pray for their own safety because I'm on the road. Now, the writer of James emphasizes the need to pray in different circumstances. Pray if you are sick. Call the elders in to pray and anoint you with oil if you were sick. The writer is giving his last instructions to a new community of believers. These new believers have not had 2,000 years of expertise on praying like we have. They were just beginning to learn about the power of prayer and confession and forgiveness and even singing. Their original recipient of the letters were new believers of the way. Therefore, he wanted to tell them in concise words, and he does it pretty concisely and like a very quick clip, words about prayer and what it's all about. But the writer of James also adds, if anyone is cheerful, sing songs of praise. We're cheerful here today. That What the bell choir did was beautiful. What the choir sang along with the children, wow, it sure made my heart sing too. John and Charles Wesley really embraced this idea of singing songs of praise and doing it joyfully. John Wesley wrote the directions of singing, which is found in the hymnal, right in the front. He writes, Sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep. So wake up but lift up your voice with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now, nor more ashamed of its being heard than when you sung the songs of Satan. Wesley really had a way with words, didn't he? (laughs) The writer of James tells us that we should pray if we are suffering. If we are sick, we are to call persons from the church to pray for us and anoint us with oil in the name of the Triune God. We are called to pray for each other and to lift each other up in prayer. I really don't know how prayer works, but I know that prayer is so mysterious and it does work. There is so much power in it when we pray together or when we pray persistently. I just know that something happens because of that powerful connection with God. I've worked in churches for 25 years, and at my three-month evaluation after, at my first church, my supervisor asked me how it was going. I said, well, my job's going really well. I was Christian ed director, we had Sunday schools, we had children, we you know, it was going pretty good. But I said, The staff is not always on the same page. And she said, do you think that maybe if we did a secret prayer partner, it might help? And I said, well, it certainly couldn't hurt. So the next staff meeting, all 19 of us wrote our names on a little slip of paper. We put it in a basket, my supervisor raised it up and asked God to bless each one who was going to pray and be prayed for and so then we passed it back around and we pulled out a name and I got to mine and I pulled it out and I looked at it and I don't think I had a poker face because the one person that had given me me strive for the last three months was the one I was supposed to pray for. So I go bee-bopping into my supervisor's office and say, I need to trade with you. And she looked at me and said, why? I said, I don't think I can pray for this person. And I, She said, Kathy, you will pray for this person. Okay, so I did. I actually did what I was told. And the weird thing was, after I prayed for several weeks, I realized that this person had changed. My prayers were working. No, well, they were working, but they were working on me. I was trying to go find out what this person liked. I was continually going in and making conversation. I was trying to have a relationship with this person so that... I could figure out what was going on and all of a sudden they were friendly I can't imagine prayer really works on me that's what prayer does it changes the heart and the mind of the one doing the praying the power of prayer is not that it changes the actions of another I'm not sure that that person ever changed what they were doing but I saw it in a different light As we pray, we look beyond ourselves. When we pray for others and with others, we shut down our selfish desires and connect with those who pray with us. When we pray in a group right here in the sanctuary or in Sunday school or a small group or in staff or any other place that we pray together, there is power. There is enough power to change the world we connect with God, and we can connect with the world, and we lose ourself. That's the real change, the true healing. As James writes to his fellow Christians, the power, the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. Another reason why you pray, according to a study in the UK, Praying can reduce your risk of developing depression, anxiety. It also found that you have a higher probability of being positive and less depressed. If you pray at a place of worship, hey, I think we should have every seat filled next week, right? As we pray together so that we can get rid of our depression but prayer is not twisting God's arm until we get our wish list taken care of. We are praying to develop a relationship with God, and when we do, great things happen. James mentions anointing with oil. Like prayer, it can be so powerful, but it's not the power is not in the oil. The oil c- can be olive oil. It can be frankincense. It can be myrrh. It can be called, and I noticed we have some stuff called anointing oil. I don't know what's in it, it smells good. But it's not a magic potion. It is the praying over it, I think, that does the power. The Book of Worship has several healing services laid out for congregations to use. In the service, the oil is prayed over and we thank God, the giver of creation, health and salvation for the gift of the oil. God is asked to pour the Holy Spirit on us and the oil for us to be made whole through Christ. The very first time I participated in a healing service was after 9-11. The U.S. was hurting. The world was hurting with us. And as a church, we gathered together for a healing service with communion and the anointing of oil. One of the members that I had known since I was as young as the elementary age kids here that sang today was came up to me for me to anoint her. I anointed her in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and asked God to heal her body, her mind, and her soul so that she could find peace and serve God with a loving heart. This member found me after the service was over and told me that after the oil was put on her forehead, she could feel a warm sensation going through her body. The whole church had come together to pray and to be in community with each other, seeking comfort with those we knew. We had witnessed the planes destroying the Twin Towers and the Pentagon, and we'd heard about the plane that had gone down in Pennsylvania. We were frightened, we didn't know what was gonna happen or what was coming next, but we did know that God would show up as 200 people prayed together. There are many prayers that we are beloved to us. We have the serenity prayer that says so much to us. The prayer of St. Patrick And we say the Lord's Prayer every single Sunday. And we can always pray the prayers, the Psalms as prayers. One of my favorite is the prayer that is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not be so so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying that we are born again to eternal life. This prayer does not ask God to miraculously heal anyone. Instead, it asks God to help us set aside our own desires to be able to increase the love and faith, hope and joy of others. And in praying for others, we are healed of our own self-centeredness. We turn away from our own wants and desires by turning to the needs of others and to change our hearts and minds and not God's. Lastly, we must also pray for forgiveness of sins. I hate to tell it, but tell you, I, you know, David's probably going to go, why did you say that? But every one of us here are sinners. Did you know that? I hate to point people out, but... But we are sinners, and we all need God's healing touch. We should not be too proud to admit that we are wrong, and we have failed. Remember the parable of Jesus found in Luke 18, where the Pharisee thanked God that he was not like a tax collector. And then the tax collector, who could not even look up to the heavens, but wanted to crawl down and beat his chest and pray, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Prayer is a conversation and communication with God. However, our whole lives should be a prayer, and our actions need to reflect our relationship with God. The book of James is a book of action. It is not a book that asks us to sit quietly and contemplate and wait for others to do the work. It is a book which relates faith to caring for others, and in caring, We expect change. The writer reminds us not to play favorites or to show partiality to the rich, for we are all one in Christ, as the Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians 3, 38. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you, are one in Christ Jesus. James warns us to watch our tongue, which April preached about a couple of weeks ago, for that tongue can get us all in trouble. It not only hurts others, but it can hurt us, those sticks and stones as she talked about. They really, sticks and stones do hurt, but the words probably Hurt longer than just the sticks and stones James warns to the writer allows the spirit to move us into action so that we are not comfortable just sitting and hearing the gospel instead the spirit propels us into action to change the world propels us do you feel propelled Do you feel like the Spirit is moving in and among you to make you do great things, to encourage you? That Spirit that says, okay, don't sit and watch another episode of The Crown. Get up and do something. That Spirit is telling you not to walk by that person that needs help but to stop and get out and help them. When you hear a child cry, I know it's hard to go to the next aisle and look to see what's going on, but maybe that mother just needs a pat on the arm to say, I've been there. Or maybe out on your street where there is strife, just to be a quiet, peaceful presence. Final instructions are important. May we hear these words and go forth, take take action to fulfill them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.